Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top Podcast. This is episode 332 for the 25th of Tishrei in a leap year. Today, we are going to be learning the secret as to how to never be angry with anybody, and by extension, how to never let anybody bother you in any way, shape, or form, regardless of what they do to you. So like if somebody, um, God forbid, cheats you out of money, wrongs you, speaks behind your back, Uh, does something to upset you, all of these things, we'll actually learn that there's absolutely nothing anybody can do to upset you, meaning nobody actually has the power to upset you. This might sound like kind of like a pop psychology kind of thing, but it actually does have a basis here in Torah that we'll learn that only person that can really upset you is yourself. You can only upset yourself. You can choose to let people's interactions with you, their behavior towards you, upset you or not. And We'll actually learn this from a very profound teaching from the Baal Shem Tov, which is actually based on a, a teaching from the sages that anger is likened to idolatry, to idol worship. And we'll understand more deeply what this means and why anger is such a negative trait and how understanding what anger really is and what happens when we get angry uh, is actually a good remedy to help us not ever get angry again. So first of all, we need to understand why is it that anger is likened to idolatry? So as we'll learn, or as we actually already have learned, but today we're going to kind of reiterate and review it in, from a new angle, everything that happens in the world, every single, every single bit of life, of, of action, of, of uh, existence comes from God. And as we've learned, creation is not just a one-time event that happened, you know, thousands of years ago, and, and then God left the world and that's it. We know from the Tanya that God is creating the world something from nothing at all times, every single day, every single moment, every single millisecond. The world is being constantly recreated, something for nothing, something for nothing all the time, which means by extension that if somebody says something to you that's distasteful to you, that makes you feel this feeling of anger, that person that is saying these words to you, Hashem placed this person, God placed this person in front of you, and he tailor made it this world exactly for you. How does this work exactly that God tailor makes the world for me and for you and for all of us all at the same time simultaneously? Well, this is the amazing thing about God is this is what God is able to do is God is able to have the entire world be tailor made to every single one of us in a way that is very, very specific to each one of us and is constantly recreating this world, something from nothing for each one of us all the time. Which means that if this person is here and this person is acting in a way that 
that uh, triggers feelings of anger towards you, you should recognize that this, it's not the person that's doing this. It's actually God. God placed this person here for you, for your own growth. So there's no reason to be angry at the person. So if you're angry at the person, that's why this is like into idolatry, because it's like you're giving this person power. You're saying, oh, you, you are the one that is causing these negative feelings within me for me to experience these negative feelings. But in fact, no, it's actually God that's doing that. So if anything, maybe you want to be angry at God, but really ultimately on a deeper level, um, if you really recognize that it's coming from God and you recognize that everything God sends to you is good, then you realize that God is actually sending this person to you and these feelings within you for the sake of your own growth. So it might cause you to come into a state of more self-reflection rather than anger towards that particular person or towards God. Nevertheless, of course, this doesn't take away from the idea of free will. And the obvious question that might come to mind for somebody, and the altar I was going to address this question, is if this is the case, that everything anybody does or says or anything comes from God, then it's like, you know, nobody is really accountable for their actions at all. Then we can become that person that goes around triggering other people. And we can say, oh, well, we're just agents of God. So what's the big deal? We can go around hitting people and insulting people and cheating people out of money and say, you know what? If this isn't me. This is God. God's doing this to me. God's forcing me to do these things. So we'll learn that no, that's actually not the case. We actually do have free will. And while yes, it's true that when we experience things from other people that cause us and trigger us to feel feelings of anger, this experience is tailor-made to us from God. Nevertheless, as we'll learn, God has many agents and God could send us these experiences in many ways. It didn't specifically have to come from that individual person. So the individual person still has free will. So when we get feelings within ourselves, like when we flip it to the other side, if you yourself have like an impulse to do something towards another person, that's not the nicest thing that you know might trigger them to feelings of anger, you have a choice to to go with that feeling, to go with that thought or to reject that feeling and that thought. And of course, our your role in that case is to reject that thought and to be the bigger person and to reject your impulses, to hold back your impulses and to not be the agent, to say, you know, maybe this person has to hear these words or, or experience this thing, but that doesn't have to be me. I, I don't want to be the agent for this. And I am going to switch and I'm going to be a better person. So with all of that being said, let's get into the text and see how the altar of it explains all of this. And for context, we are beginning a new epistle. This is epistle 25 in Igeris HaKodesh. And so here we go. So the altar of it begins and he says, we're going to try to comprehend the words of understanding, meaning the Torah words from a book, from a sefer, which is called Sivat Rivash, which translates to mean the Testament's of the Baal Shem Tov, meaning implying this is what he wrote down before he passed away. However, says the Alter Rebbe, this is actually not his testament at all. And he said that he didn't actually ordain anything before his passing, but rather this is what the, what the book is called, but rather what the book actually consists of is a compilation of his pure sayings that were compiled in a way of compilation after compilation. And the compilers didn't know exactly how to phrase his teachings. I mean to say it's not like an exact translation or exactly what he wrote like in a literal sense. Like we know the Baal Shem Tov spoke in Yiddish, but this this Sefer is actually written in Hebrew. However, says the says the Alter Rebbe, the connotations of it are accurate. So it's it, the right idea. Like the, the ideas that come across in the Sefer are correct. And so he says, so now, so we're going to, we're going to try to 
examine one thing, one teaching that's found in that that safer. He doesn't actually quote where that teaching is, but he says that um, in order to understand this teaching, uh, a certain teaching of the Baal Shem Tov found in that safer, we're going to look at a, a teaching of the sages that uh, is found in several places where we learn that anybody who gets angry is likened to an idolater, as I mentioned in the introduction. And he says that the reason for this is known for those who understand, says the Baal Shem Tov. That why is it? Why is it that at the moment when a person gets angry, they're likened to being an idolater? Because at the moment that a person gets angry, then this shows that his faith has disappeared. Because if he truly believed that everything comes from God, that everything that occurs to him comes from God, then he would not get angry at all. And so even though, yes, it's true that the person who is cursing him or is hitting him or is causing him damage to his money or, or his belongings or whatever it is that this person is doing to him, this person that's doing to him is has free will. He's a Baal Bechira, it's called in Hebrew. And so that means that he is liable for his actions. And he's liable according to the uh, heavenly court and, and for the earthly court as well, right? Like there are consequences to people's actions. Nevertheless, the person who's actually being harmed from it, he was, it was decreed upon him that he should be harmed from above. And there are many agents. So God has many agents for, uh, for his, for what he needs to do. So meaning to say, like we explained in the introduction, yes, the person that's doing the harm towards him, he is liable for his actions. He has free will. He did not have to do what he needed to do. But at the same time, that doesn't detract from the fact that the person receiving the harm on that end, it was decreed for him to receive that harm. It just, it didn't have to come necessarily from that person. And he says that not only that, not only is it the case that uh, that the person was decre- it was decreed upon the person that they were supposed to receive that harm, we also know that even in a more minute level, says the Alter Rebbe, that at that very moment that the person is hitting him or the person is cursing him, then we know that the the power of God and the spirit of, of God's mouth, uh, God's blessed mouth, which is vivifying him and which is keeping him in existence, is vested within him. So we learned about this extensively in earlier parts of Tanya, right? Most especially in the Sharga Chubra Muna portion of the Tanya. But here the Altar of it brings another proof. This one is from Nevi'im, from Shmuel Beit, uh, chapter 16, verse 10, where it says, Ki Hashem Amar lo kalil, For God told him to curse. So this is a reference to uh, to a curse that Shimi made to David HaMelech. And it says in the scripture there that God actually told him to curse. So God actually told Shimi to curse. So the altar rabbi says, where do we see that God told Shimi to curse, to curse David? And he said that it's, it's, we don't see anywhere in the text that God said, go curse David, but rather we know that what this means is that there was a thought that fell upon Shimi in his heart and in his mind. And this thought to curse King David came from God. So it's like whenever a person has a thought to go do a certain action, that's coming from God. And we know that there's this concept, and, and uh, the Altar River brings a, a citation from Tehillim to support this. In Tehillim chapter 33, verse 6, the God's mouth, the, the breath of God's mouth animates all the hosts of heaven, right? Again, we spoke about this at length elsewhere. This idea that God's, uh, God's speech vivifies and animates the entire world and so thus the animating spirit of Shimi at the time when he spoke these words to David was nothing other than the animating force of God 
And if God's uh, spirit of God's mouth were to leave even for one minute, one minute from the spirit of Shimi, he would not be able to speak at all. So the power of speech, the power of the actual cursing that was happening, that was coming about through God. God is the one that was animating Shimi to be able to say these words, to speak these words. So that's the end of this section. And so just, you know, quite a bit to meditate upon here. And I think this is really such a profound teaching. It's pretty straightforward, but it really is very profound. And it really can enhance our lives if we really take it to heart that nobody can do any harm to you ever. Anything that anybody does to get angry at them, not only is it heretical to do so, it's actually silly when you really think about it. Because this, it's not, nothing is ever coming from a person. Everything that a person ever does to you is coming from God. Anything we experience in our lives is coming from God. These are all messages that God is sending us, tailor-made to us. And yes, sure, you know, the person is liable for their actions. They didn't have to be the ones to do that. That's God's business. That's for God to take care of. But in terms of your experience and in terms of how you are reacting to the situation around you, to get angry at the messenger is silly. It's just like it would be as silly as like, you know, let's say if you got, um, God forbid, if but not you, let's say a person got a letter in the mail that they were being fired from their job uh, and the mailman delivered that letter to them. Should they get then get angry at the mailman? No, right? Like that would be silly because it's not the mailman who fired them. It's the boss. So here too, similarly, anytime somebody behaves in a way towards you that might trigger a sense of anger in you, the anger being directing that anger towards the person is silly because the person is merely the messenger from God who is trying to send you a message about something. So that's it for today. And we will continue with the Seekers tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.